Uh, Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh, she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her by, I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer. And uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian. I never thought, he never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hardworking Macedonian peasants. And the way they were able to reach out as Macedonian Macedonians celebrate Old New Year, which signals, in a way, a closing of the holiday season and return to thoughts of school and work, thoughts also return back to politics, not far from the minds of most Macedonians, and with it, elections, currently scheduled for April 12. A quote-unquote technical government is now in place with members of Vomero Dopamine, the largest political party in Macedonia, now holding some key positions in the socialist-led government, which has already made for some interesting confrontations. As the scandals continue, the constant drip, drip, drip of a failed government and failed policies refuses to set Macedonia right. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the snow-capped and yet clouded over <laughs> Vodno Mountain in Skopje, the Republic of Macedonia. And this is Tvitan Shulimanov, also from... Uh, also calling in from Skopje, the Republic of Macedonia, from the same aforementioned Vodno Mountain. From the, well, the galactic world headquarters of the Macedonian <laughs> Content Farmers Podcast. Our growing media empire. Still so. here, yes. Sponsorships available. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and, and yet again, still drinking uh, the Tikvesh Rakia. I think you're on something else. Yeah, I think it got Chivas Regal. All right. Oh, well, very oh, good. Cheers. Buddy. Happy Old New Year. Yeah, and uh, Vasilitsa is... Uh, also called the New Year, according to the Julian 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 calendar. Right. Yeah. So we are recording this on Sunday. No, sorry. Strike that. Monday. Yeah. But... Uh, January thirteen. Uh, so this will drop probably tomorrow, Tuesday, January fourteen. Might be able to get one more podcast in while I'm here mm-hmm. before I take off. Uh, but again, as I said in the opening, you're not moving here permanently. Not. Yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to scare people too too fast too soon. So. But also don't lull them in a sense of complacency. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got I've got um, I got family issues back in Tucson to mm-hmm. take care of first, and then uh, it's retirement. So it's the yeah. only place I can afford to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so far, uh, I mean, social security uh, yeah. uh, uh, income. Well, so. listen, once we join NATO and the European Union, you won't be able to afford even that because, <laughs> this, because yeah, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Once you join NATO, instantly uh, wealth pours in. Mm-hmm. The the trees bloom with mm-hmm. hundred dollar bills. The Benjamins uh, are falling off the leaves, falling off as leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. If if only we could get uh, Spain to finally ratify the thing. They're still standing. The only thing standing in their way, on our way to full prosperity and uh, full employment. And clean air and <laughs> everything else as I've promised. <laughs> clean air. Sorry. Um, I had to laugh at that because of the pollution that we've encountered, that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, been, it's been many, many winters since I've actually been here. Mm-hmm. Usually I come in the summer, spring, fall. But the winters, as I know, is when the pollution is the worst, of course. People are burning wood and... God knows what else. Yes, only he knows what else. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it really hasn't seemed that bad. And I know we had a couple of good days there. Yeah, the wind came, and that sure. kept things down to a minimum and whatnot. Um, 
But uh, but the government really hasn't done much to uh, to uh, fulfill its pledge to get rid of pollution. Actually, hasn't done much to fulfill its pledges of uh, anything. And, yeah, they are now uh, complaining that the devices which measure pollution were AliExpress, which means like bootleg Chinese coffee. Seriously? The same devices which, when under rumor, when they would reveal high levels of pollution, is the assembly insist that this is a murderous genocide of the entire nation and now they're, they're in power and they're sh they should be doing something and they promised they will do something about it. Now they say, well, no, actually the device is wrong. Of course. But, you know, best of all was Mitko Janšov, the mayor of Kavadarci, Evimero switching toward SDSM, uh, who actually had uh, uh, one of those trucks used to clean up the streets, mm -hmm. uh, pour water on top of the uh, device thinking that this is going to uh, like clean up the air around it so he could <laughs> artificially... <laughs> People actually had a, recorded this, uh, a truck dowsing the, the measuring Device. station with, with water. Oh, that is funny. Is now, I was with a, a friend earlier today for a beer, and uh, we were talking about this very subject, and we're getting ready to cross street, and he pulls his fun out, right. taps on a few things, found, finds the application that tells him exactly what the particulate, the pollution particulate, particulate matter is mm -hmm. in Scobie, and it was... Like, it, it, you know, 93 or something like that, and I thought, oh, that's not that bad, is it? That's like twice uh, above. I the, have no idea. See, I don't double know. the limit. Yeah, I don't know. He said anything above 30 is bad, and it showed, because the, the number 93 showed up, and it was a red screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shows us, you know, what I want is I want flashing sideways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it but, easily goes to 500, 600, so, you know, if it's... Bloody hell. But it's red above 50, 60, so yeah, that's okay. the limit, and then, but it goes like 10 times above the limit, easily, depending on the time of the day, and... The location. <laughs> Incredible. Well, we know that the government had, uh, you know, promised to get rid of the pollution and whatnot. It also declared that 2020 is the year of uh, the economy or uh. economic advances or things like that and whatnot. And uh, I see our friends, mm -hmm. air quotes, at Balkan Insight uh, have even gone out and uh, started attacking the government mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, former prime minister. We like saying that former prime minister, although he still thinks he's prime minister because he went to see the Patriarch mm -hmm. today with the current Prime Minister, or technical Prime Minister, uh, Zoran Zaev. Uh, but even Balkan Insight is, is kind of attacking the government, uh, in, and, uh, which is rare for them. It's the left attacking the left. Mm -hmm. Well, the you know, revolution devours its own. Yeah, they do it on issues which are not that important. Exactly. So, um, so they did a, they did a, a piece uh, on uh, how the, the government just passed the budget last month, I mm -hmm. think it was, uh, and even with the salary increases, the pension increases, uh, everything else, that doesn't do anything long-term yeah, yeah, yeah. for the people or for the country. Um, it's actually a minimum wage hike, which I, I had an example with a person mm -hmm. I know who works, I like a cleaning uh, lady with uh, minimum wage, and she would get like 16-something, uh, 16.5K 16 uh, dinars, mm -hmm. which is like under 300 euros right. salary a month mm -hmm. for cleaning mm -hmm. and then uh, the minimum wage was set I think at 15.5 uh, okay. now like a thousand dinners less mm -hmm. and uh, so basically the management said well the government says this is now the salary we should be giving you they're obviously not telling this poor, poorly educated often Roma women that this is like the minimum salary. They, they say, this is the salary we should pay you. Mm -hmm. Now the salary is set at this level and they actually reduced her salary. Well, when the minimum wage was like 14,000, she would get 2.5 thousand dinners more. Mm -hmm. Now that the minimum wage is increased, she actually gets a pay cut because 
the <laughs> company thinks it's psychologically, uh, you know, they can get away with it and tell the and blame it on the government. So wow. this is how this is how it works. I mean, the, some of the economic measures they've uh, we, they withdrew, like the progressive taxation, and those that are still enforced, those that they did implement, are actually making things actively worse yeah. in the country. Wow. Well, the the, the article here quotes. Um, and I, I didn't keep the entire article, I just kept part of that out, um, mm-hmm. uh, Minister Bajetti? Yeah. Um, who is he? He's uh, Bektishi, sorry. Bektishi, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading that wrong. Uh, he, he says, uh, t- uh, well, it's not a direct quote, but uh, teachers will also receive a pay rise of 10%, but higher salaries, he said, are no, no substitute for the kind of systemic reforms and major investment required to provide a long-term qualitative improvement of the workforce. Yeah, nothing. So they're raising, they're raising the, the salaries, they're raising the pensions, I see pensions will uh, average increase of up to 15 euros mm-hmm. wow, per month. Um, Where can we spend the money? <laughs> 15 euros, you can get a what couple, will we couple do bottles with of wine, several packs of cigarettes, etc. Yeah, et um, yeah. yeah, this is the... Uh, grandkids from chocolate. Um, the budget is programmed for elections. I mean, nothing. Of course, yeah. And but it does nothing, I mean, changes. It does nothing to add to productivity or uh, improve competitiveness. Uh, none of that is being... Yeah, no companies have invested. Even even the marijuana growers today said they're gonna protest and they're gonna dump uh, the ganja in front of the Vimmer office because Vimmer is blocking a law. You know, we discussed this. Uh, we all these uh, plantations of marijuana, most of them run by Zaf, which are mushrooming around the country. Uh, they're ostensibly. Uh, well, he's used not getting into the mushroom business too, is he? Well, probably <laughs> magic mushrooms. Magic, magic mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're supposed to be uh, making cannabis oil for exporting to Germany, but none of this was ever made yet or exported. So now Zaf is pushing all. He's obviously selling this on the black market as dried uh, marijuana for. Smoking a partner of his was just arrested in Serbia doing exactly oh, that. Oh, not Big Mike. Sorry. No, okay. a Serbian guy, some Koluvia okay. something. Right. And um, now they want to legally be allowed to sell the dried uh, marijuana, the more potent bits of the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, as uh, in countries uh, which allow uh, use of marijuana like right. uh, legally. Mm-hmm. And now they say, now the marijuana growers, they say they're going to protest in front of Vimara because Vimara says this is legalizing drugs. We're turning into a narco state. We were not going to allow this. We're going to go along with the cannabis oil for medicinal purposes, but not recreational dried marijuana. And uh, so now basically even the marijuana, the, the drug business is going out of business. <laughs> that's, that's how good things are. That's, that's pretty bad if you're, a, um, <laughs> if you're running a quasi-criminal criminal enterprise and you can't even make that work, yeah. then, you know, it's, it's, um, that's, that speaks volumes. We so. have the annual protest of prostitutes, so that's nothing new that they're complaining. <laughs> business is slow and uh, not improving, so yeah, it's... Uh, there is nothing socialists can destroy. Right. No business. <laughs> well, so we enter this period between now, as we talked about earlier, of uh, old New Year, and we're you know looking at school starting again, people getting back into work after the holiday season, people's thoughts turn to the politics and whatnot. Um, and yet the scandals, as I said in the opening monologue, continue to drip, drip, mm. drip. Uh, and we haven't heard a lot over the past week or so because of Christmas and whatnot. Uh, but what's the latest that uh, that we? I, I saw a few things on the news. I didn't have time to really mm-hmm. dig deep into them, but you know this better than I do. 
What are some of the latest uh, uh, developments in the scandals? Yeah, well, today we had the collapse of the TNT trial, which mm-hmm. was a, one of the Katyzanova cases against Nikola Gruevsky, one of the half a dozen of such cases. Uh, it, uh, But it was very interesting. I think I explained it once in detail here on this podcast. In short, uh, a businessman, who, a developer who was uh, building like a large... Uh, residential uh, complex, who was close to Gruevsky. He was going to deliver the Muslim Macedonian votes to him, uh, but then uh, had a major falling out with him. Uh, he um, was building above, uh, over over the allowed size, so the, the building was demolished. And then uh, the businessman gave a bribe of 200,000 euros to Katica Yaneva indirectly through a relative of his, to Boki 13, Katica's uh, you know, co- comic uh, sidekick and henchman, uh, and uh, the money were apparently given to her so she could start file charges against Nikola Grinsky, mm-hmm. which were supposed to lead to this businessman receiving 40 million in compensation from the state, mm-hmm. which is twice the estimated sum of money which Katitsayanova was extorting from businessmen through her all her other rackets. So basically, even while she's in prison. In the last, in the dying days of the Zayev regime, he's now out and the regime is collapsing. They were still trying to uh, extort money for their businesses, uh, but this time from the government, through a legal means, through a a trial, which they were going to blame on Gruevsky eventually. But they had a technical error in which one of the judges uh, who sits on a panel was supposed to retire. And once she retires, the, the trial is supposed to start again. She had actually reached age 60 during yeah. the middle of the trial, which is a mandatory retirement. retirement. Yeah. Well, you'd think there would be some provision that's, that says if, if, if that was the, the trigger that makes her retire, yeah. that they would allow her to finish the case. But literally uh, on that day... They were trying. Okay. Uh, you know, the defense obviously said that she's supposed to retire immediately. Right. The judicial counsel and the judge were insisting on having the trial go ahead because, again, they right. had 40 million very good reasons mm-hmm. for this. <laughs> uh, but uh, so she, uh, she uh, submitted her resignation last week, then changed her mind, then changed her mind again, oh, because the defense was telling her, if this money is paid from the state budget, you will be held liable for approving this uh, illegally, unlawfully, when you were supposed to be retired. And uh, today she resigned again uh, and uh, retired again. And... Oh. Uh, the judge, who is uh, this total uh, Nazi-style SDSM uh, activist, who would order like 12-hour-long hearings just so he could complete the trial before she retired. Now, you know, he threw in the towel and he said, OK, we're starting again. But he told the defense, but can we please consider all the evidence that was presented so far as presented so you don't have to present it for the new judge so we can start, start over again. From, this, right. from this actual yeah. point. And they said, no, <laughs> we start all over again, yeah. <laughs> as the law pro- prescribes. So this, this, this club, Zav was openly threatening the judges. He was telling them, I'm going to seek the anti-corruption commission on you. I'm going to seek the police. I'm going to um, seek the judicial counsel on you, have you removed. If you don't speed up the verdicts against Grievsky, uh, who is already once sentenced, but, you know, right. second, third, fifth time, especially in this huge payment trial, mm-hmm. but it collapsed today. By tomorrow, it might change. I mean, they might right. get this uh, judge to reconsider re, 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 uh, her resignation again for the third time. But yeah, this is where we are. 
Oh, it's a Keystone Cops comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's a comedy of errors is what it is. Uh, okay, so that's one. That's the TNT case and the mm. judges and whatnot. What else? What's with Bokey 13? Has he, has he said anything lately or has uh, anything come up there? We're waiting. I mean, he offered yeah. his full cooperation. Right. Frosina Reminsky did, yeah. Yeah. did that as well. So basically, there are two people openly, mm-hmm. you know, elbowing each other to testify against Saif, but um, still nothing. I mean, Vimura has the interim interior minister. They can provide some protection, I suppose, but uh, they don't have a prosecutor who could charge Zaev over whatever they say, mm-hmm. whatever they reveal. One school of thought is that uh, actually these cases are being expedited in order to have Katica declared guilty and then on appeals declared innocent um, and complete the process against her and Boki before uh, the Vimura government sets in, hopefully after the April elections. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, what we saw today was basically the, the most pro-SDSM judge, one of the two most pro-SDSM judges in the court in Skopje. He actually relented and uh, gave up and... Uh, uh, agreed to the, you know, very, even to a layperson, obviously correct interpretation of the defense. Mm-hmm. So basically this shows that the stranglehold on the judiciary by Zaev is weakening. Hmm. This is the interesting, uh, this is, is the takeaway today. Yeah, no, that is interesting. Um, but again, as we, and, and to look at the timeline again, the elections are April 12, mm-hmm. parliament dissolves around February 11 11th, or something think, like that. Yeah. We're on January 13 today, so we can... And, but the scandals and the, the trials and whatnot continue, and that's not good for the government of, uh, well, Oliver Spasovsky, the technical yeah. uh, uh, prime minister, and Zoran Zayev, the socialist party leader, mm. uh, and Citizen and his coalition group. Yeah, there are other cases where they're obviously siphoning money. There is the Stip Hospital case. Vinko Filipic, the healthcare minister, is turning mm. out to be real a real crook. He's now... Uh, overpaying a project uh, by seven million out of a you know initial price of thirty million to a Greek company which was previously charged with corruption here by Katitsayanova and then the case was quickly withdrawn after she apparently came to some agreement with the Greeks. So uh, uh, there is a lot of this going on, a lot of uh, last minute you know plunder and theft uh, uh, that is happening, but. Uh, they're still, you know, dangling by the by the uh, hook line. <laughs> the, the, yes, the hair of their chinny chin chin. Um, <laughs> well, th- this will all be very interesting. Again, as people uh, get back to, uh, oh, you need a little pour there. Yeah. Let's all right. Good. Top, top it up. Uh, this will, and here's the sound effect. Yep. Actually, that wasn't a sound effect, ladies and gentlemen. That was real. Rakia being poured into a real glass. The crystal glass. Really. The crystal glass, no less, yes. High, high rollers. Here. Only the best here in Macedonia. Yeah, so, uh, Cheers. To <laughs> Zav's soon demise. Yeah, well, can't happen soon enough. Mm. Um, it's interesting, oh, you know, kind of as I just kind of uh, ruminations, reflections as I uh, as I walk around um, Skopje and, mm. and, and talk to people and whatnot. Because uh, that's what I... I didn't come here for the weather. <laughs> uh, came here just to talk to folks and see mm. what's going on and, and uh, get a, get an idea, because you you never you know you can 
you can observe from afar, mm -hmm. uh, but it's always best to be there uh, in person. And, and I've got a lot of friends here and whatnot. And uh, actually, um, as you know, I just uh, put out a new article today mm -hmm. on uh, Medium and Svest in mm -hmm. Macedonian uh, called 750. I've written 750 columns Ooh, for and about Macedonia mm -hmm. since 2001 when I started writing these columns, which amounts to 750 columns plus the other papers and things I've written, the books yeah. and whatnot, you know, well over a million words. Um, I'm not sure, and I don't want to brag, <laughs> but I'm not sure if any other foreigner has written that many <laughs> words for and about Macedonians. But I just get the sense of, of to, to use a, a word from the Jimmy Car President Jimmy Carter era in 1976 uh, to 1980 in the United States of America, malaise. Yeah. And I don't know, how do you translate that in, in um, Macedonian? Slabos. Uh, decay in English, so it would be like uh, uh, decadence almost. Mm. No, that's mm. not exactly. Right. No, not decadence. It's just it's this period of tonenia, maybe sinking. Yeah, sinking, despair. Yeah, depression. Um, I just don't see. You know, again, yeah. it's winter, so uh, frankly, the weather, the cold. It's been gray and cloudy for the past couple of days. Mm. Uh, the leaves are off the trees, etc. That physically affects us as individuals, as human beings, um, but people just aren't, they just don't see any, any mm. hope, any, any chance of, uh, of, uh, of succeeding. And as we know, people, we, we've talked about this before, we've read about it, people are leaving the country yeah. in droves, they're voting with their feet. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't see anything, I don't see anything new, I don't, you know, the, even the construction, which is constant in Skopje, mm. as long as I've ever been here. Yeah always been construction of new buildings. Mm -hmm. People leave the countryside, come into the capital. Uh, even the construction seems to have slowed down a bit, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, yeah, downtown is like an embargo. They're not even supposed to be building anything. They banned completely. Okay, yeah. Um, I did see, you know, a couple of, uh, one or two KFCs, uh, Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken and Burger King. It's the so. Koso Kosovo Fried Chicken. It's the, Ko <laughs> it's the Kosovo franchise of the Kentucky Fried Seriously? Chicken. Seriously? Yeah, they're oh my goodness. Kosovo guys. It's not even, oh my goodness. Wow. I mean, it is the original franchise of some yeah, sort, of but it came here through Kosovo. Yeah, so Kosovo's invested in Macedonia. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, okay, that's well, well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Drugs and... Uh, cannabis and chicken, Kosovo Fried and Chicken. Chicken wings. Yeah. And Burger King. Yeah. You know, hey. Uh, I always preferred McDonald's and Burger King, but... McDonald's left. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what you got. Uh, if you have a Domino's. Domino's. Two, two of them, around. actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Domino's has been around a while. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing is there. Really. But yeah, I mean, I'm, we're, we're, we're making light of a, a serious situation in which people are just, there's not a lot of hope. I mean, culturally, economically, environmentally, it's a, you know, a failed situation. You could tolerate it if this was your country, if this was the country for Macedonians where you feel like a Macedonian, the, the place to be a Macedonian in. But it no longer is. It's right. being, um, you know, I just had a tweet today about the soldiers who were uh, killed in the helicopter crash in one of our, you know, uh, you know overly ambitious uh, ideas that we could contribute to a NATO peacekeeping mission in Bosnia for some mm -hmm. godforsaken reason. So we sent like... 20, 30 soldiers, and 12, 12 of them died when the when their helicopter, yeah, a dozen that. of them died when the helicopter yeah. crashed while they were flying back to Skopje in similarly horrible weather. And, uh, you know, the government would not say that they were Macedonian soldiers. They would say, they would say our soldiers, this euphemism they use wherever they 
uh, they put a flag, you know, instead yeah. of saying Macedonia. And even the monument, there is a monument in Bosnia. Mm -hmm. I've seen it uh, with President Ivanov there. And it, that doesn't say Macedonia, the Macedonian soldiers. So the, mm. the Greeks would not get upset. Yeah. So you lose a dozen soldiers on a mission, and you're not even allowed to say which country they came from. Mm -hmm. So uh, this level of humiliation, this level of, uh, you know, losing your country, it's no longer our country. So why stay? I mean, what was the purpose of, uh, you know, suffering all these other, uh, you know, downsides of living here? Mm -hmm. If unless, you know, even if it's if it's not no longer, the one place which you can call home, right? Nationally. Well, you know, think about it in the in modern history. Let's just say the past hundred years. So okay, setting aside the dissolution of the Soviet Union, the mm -hmm. dissolution of Yugoslavia, the dissolution of the Czech Republic, mm -hmm. which were Czechoslovakia. Sorry, yeah, the Czechoslovakia, right, into the Czech Republic and Slovakia, uh, or Czechia, which didn't actually catch on. But anyway, that's another subject. Um, setting aside those things, we hadn't seen the demise, the total eradication of a modern-day nation-state. Mm, yeah. uh, you have to go back a long time. I mean, yeah. you can go back to the Etruscans in 750 BC, mm, uh, who mm, were mm, subsumed by the Italians, and the Rom Romans, the Italians later. Um, but, I mean, I would hate to be sitting here talking with you, Svetlana, at the beginning of 2020, mm. and say 10 years from now, we'd be sitting somewhere else talking about, you know, Macedonia be as it existed yeah, way back then, it was, because yeah. it disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. I suppose that's a possibility. I, I find it hard to contemplate that. Mm. Um, but I suppose it is a possibility. Yeah, it's a pretty strong at this point, unless yeah. courses reversed seriously. And even if it is, I mean, there is so much pressure piled on from all sides. You know, we discussed how timid Vimero is mm. in its positioning toward Prespa and uh, um, how you know, all the neighbors are uh, smelling blood and uh, trying to get their uh, uh, comeuppance. Yep. And, uh, you know, the U.S. is obviously cited obviously against Macedonia and uh, this uh, was the general correction the State Department sure so, yeah. of course of course yeah. yes um, the deep state the and deep state, uh, which is actually in your face as Steve Bannon says um, yeah so yeah you're right uh, ultimately it's as it has always been it's up to the Macedonians to decide if they want to keep Macedonia mm. Macedonian sure um, and I guess that remains to be seen we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll have a We'll, we'll find out as we progress, so... Yeah. At this point, it doesn't really look good. Mm. Well, that's not a very happy way to begin this uh, 2020 and the, the mm. second podcast of uh, the new year. talking to a Bulgarian guy now and he says your food is much better I said well we, we kept the Turks 100 years mo more than you did so obviously we had more access to, to the spices <laughs> and <laughs> that's good stuff yeah well uh, back to the Macedonian content farmers podcast uh, after this short break it was getting pretty depressing so we had to break up for a bit more Something else, Some more sweets. to drink and something to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, we talked about in the opening uh, monologue about some of the um, new ministers um, that have taken over part of the Pergino uh, mm. agreement that uh, now you have this quote-unquote technical government. So one of them is a, um, 
the first Jewish yep. minister in any Macedonian government, with the exception of you know who. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she has received some uh, nasty comments. Uh, it really went off the rails real quick. Uh, uh, Rashila Mizrahi, she was named as the interim labor and welfare minister by Vimeroy, yes, as you said, first Jewish minister. She comes from a family which was obviously, like all the other Jewish families here, very badly affected by the Holocaust. Very few of them remained. Viktor Mizrahi is the notable patriarch of the family, like uh, uh, here. And they're prominent, uh, you know, uh, uh, part of the Sephardic community in mm -hmm. Skopje. Um, so she was uh, appointed minister by Vimera, but SDSM got really angry about this because uh, they were planning this lady, Mila Tsarovska, right. who was the labor and welfare minister before uh, Rashila. Uh, she's being you know, groomed to likely succeed Zaev uh, by the Soros far left wing of the party. Uh, and um, obviously Rashila is coming to the department with a specific explicit goal to uh, investigate Tsarovska, investigate any wrongdoing on her part, debunk all of her claims that she greatly improve, improved the welfare of people, etc., which is obviously BS. <laughs> so they went after her, and um, they had uh, an interview Rashila did uh, after she was appointed, but the interview was conducted in the Vimero office, and uh, she had uh, the Macedonian flag, and it was some of the offices there in the Vimero mm -hmm. headquarters, and among the other decorations was the party flag, obviously, since right. you're in the Vimero party. They lent her the office for the interview. And um, SDSM people began a huge, uh, you know, sp spreading this as a fake news that uh, Rashela had the Vimero party flag in the ministry, in the department, which was allegedly uh, non-kosher, according to them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Vimero said, no, don't be idiots. It was, this was obviously clearly recorded in the party. Right. And uh, Mila Tsarovska, she left as a spokeswoman, uh, a Bosnian lady called Mirsiha Smailovic, mm -hmm. um, who is one of the better known like proponents of uh, Islam, you know, political Islam right. in Macedonia. She's outspoken for ending the Gaza blockade. Her husband was allegedly arrested trying to uh, defy the Gaza blockade on one of those Turkish ships which would sail there. Mm -hmm. So this this level of activism, just even um, trying to you know storm into Gaza. <laughs> right. yeah. And um, she's obviously a huge open borders proponent uh, and uh, would be active like uh, on the refugee and migrant trail in 2015-2016. So she she comments, well, Rochelle has the right to have, uh, because somebody points out to Mersiha that, you know, you can't, any any government office in Macedonia go to, if it's an ethnic Albanian who runs it, you would have the Albanian flag, the American flag, the NATO flag, the European Union flag, one more ridiculous than the other. And she says, no, but you can have an ethnic flag, but not... Uh, a party flag, and she says, well, Rochelle should wear the Star of David. Wow. And everybody was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Trouble. And uh, there were other people who are not, you know, obviously Mersiha is being careful, mm -hmm. but also provocative with her statements. She always has been. I mean, she tries to get in your face about, uh, um, you know, uh, Christianity, uh, Christian, you know, 
teaching Christianity at schools or mm-hmm. the, the migrants should accuse you know, people on the right of being heartless and white nationalists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, others who were not as careful as her, uh, even though this was an outrageous statement from a, a Muslim political Islam spokeswoman of the ministry where Rashila is the minister. So right. she's supposed to be working for Rashila, not uh, telling her to go put on the, <laughs> the yellow a yellow arm strip uh, on mm. Facebook. Others were far, far worse. I mean, they called her like a self-hating, self-loading Jew. You are siding with the Nazi party of Amaro and uh, which hates the Jews for some reason. And mm. uh, But yeah, we had a, a huge explosion of this um, left latest issue with leftism, which is anti-Semitism, which we right. now saw in, the, in Britain and uh, we're seeing a lot of it in, in the US. With, yes. The camp. well, throughout actually, I mean, yeah, New York City, of course, has been uh, yep. has been a real rise in that, and and throughout Europe, and uh, especially in Germany. Mm. Um, so, but was that in in so you see this rise of anti-Semitism here in Macedonia has it been condemned? Um, we've seen hmm. uh, the 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 former prime minister Zoanzaev or any members of his government coming out and saying that that uh, this is no bueno. Zav was dragged kicking and screaming a few days later to give like a non-apology. There was no word apologize. Or right. He said, I strongly condemn all such all statements which might oh, yeah. be seen and or interpreted as hateful. We should all, including anti-Semitism, we should all be more careful, which is the way he always condemns things when he doesn't want to condemn them. OSC right. had an equally unintelligible condemnation of the of the um, you know denigration of the first Jewish female minister in the country they the left immediately started you know spreading additional fake news that she's I don't know the latest is that she's uh, uh, she registered on upwork or some of these freelancing sites to mm-hmm. offer writing uh, like uh, papers or something mm-hmm. like uh, like this is a crime now and she most likely is not. I mean, the account is also most likely faked, like much like the party flag in the ministry picture. So yeah, they're really going at her because she, you know, this tells you who is now the real mover in the SDSM party, and that's uh, Mila Tsarovska. And, right. you know, Zaev might, uh, you know, he's clearly noticing this. Tsarovsky even made this famous statement that it's time for a woman prime minister at the mm. time when it was pretty much clear that Oliver Spasovsky is going to be the next prime minister. There was um, there is the SMPR guru, Kosta Petrov, who oh, yeah. plagiarizes these self-help books like, you can reach the top like I did. And <laughs> <laughs> it's unreadable. Right. Yeah. And then you just Google whatever he slogan he came up with and it turns out in some Oprah-style book in the U.S. Exactly. So he did an interview with Tsarovska, mm-hmm. all but promoting her as the prime ministerial candidate. He baked, they baked cupcakes for Christ's sakes. They created like had an event for like humanizing her. And then he had to do this exact same interview with Oliver Spasovsky once Spasovsky was actually appointed the interim prime minister. And this mm-hmm. became clear that there is a cleavage between the Soros far left wing and the peasant kleptocratic wing of Zaev and Spasovsky. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you think she's being groomed mm-hmm. by uh, Zayev, which is going to create problems within internally. She's being groomed by others, not okay. Zayev. Okay. She's. I mean, she might be pushing Zayev out if he wins the elections. 
If he, he, wins, if he, if he loses, sorry, if he loses right, the yeah. elections. No, if he loses yeah. the elections, he's finished, and there's going to yeah. be a bloodbath as they fight uh, each yeah. other for uh, uh, um, dominance within the party. So that remains to be seen. Yeah, many in his DSM realize that Zaf is not uh, even a midterm prospect for the party. No, and again, I think I think as we've we've talked about on this podcast many times before, as we've both written and spoken about independently of it, Zayev was a useful fool, or a useful tool, sorry, um, for the international Western elites to get push the name change through. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they found somebody who was willing to do their bidding, uh, and uh, he did it, and now he can be dismissed unceremoniously, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what's going to happen. Uh, what he does not realize at this point is that he is being dismissed, or actually has been, but he's, he's not going to get the support of the quote-unquote friends that he thought he had. Mm-hmm. And then life after that, how old is Zayev? Mid-40s, early-40s? Yeah, mid-40s. Mid-40s, okay. And then after that, what? There's no future. <laughs> so he's got his millions, uh, he's got his supporters, uh, he can't leave the country and go work for an international NGO mm-hmm. or think tank or media outlet like Nikola Dimitrov, who is slick as snot, uh, so he's stuck. He's here. He's got his money, but he can't do anything. If he can keep it. If he can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, frankly, for Zoran Zayev, life is empty. It's meaningless. It's worthless. There's no dignity. There's no future. There's no hope. There's, you're just going through the motions. It's kind of like Branko Stolenkovsky. I still don't understand what he does. And he's like <laughs> in his late fifties, early sixties, and he's got his money. Or, frankly, Lupcho Gordievsky, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first uh, um, Vomero, uh prime yeah. minister. What is the point of life after that for these people? I don't know. Mm. And I can't imagine that, that they're content or happy people. There's just, it's empty. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't concern myself with his mental well-being. Yeah, but no. After all he did to the country. But, yeah, we discussed this a lot. During the purge, it was you know clearly factional infighting in SDSM, and now we have uh, the answer. We expect that it's going to be the urban city slick wing of SDSM that's going to do away with uh, Zaev, but we're not sure who would be part of this. Whether Shekerinska, but now you know Shekerinska is so deeply enmeshed in the in the racketeering scandal uh, with the reports that. Um, you know, Boki 13 testified, mentioned her. Uh, so it's going to be very difficult for her to disentangle herself from uh, Zaev. And uh, Tsarovska, who is the daughter of the former spokeswoman for the bankster uh, prime minister of Macedonia, Harry Kostov, this oligarchic oh, right. bankster yeah. mm-hmm. who practically seized the Komercialna Bank, the largest bank in the country, refused to sell it to a proper, normal, uh, you know, cash-rich uh, foreign bank, but right. kept it for himself, hoping that he's going to hold on to as many businesses in the country as possible, uh, who was famously arresting people, Vomera um, people in 2002, in, an, in a campaign very similar to what was what is now being done to Vomera since 2017. Um, and uh, his spokeswoman, you know, this hideous person, uh, uh, she was, uh, she's Tsarovska's mother. And now evil tongues say that Tsarovska looks a bit like Harry Kostov as well. So uh, she has this un- inexplicable personal wealth, uh, an unwed husband who would get a lot of 
uh, drone flying contracts uh, but from the government he's like this droning entrepreneur so he purchases drones for the city of Skopje or the environment minister right. but that, this does not explain all the money she has something is happening here mm -hmm. so uh, yeah this would be the Harry Kostov slash George Soros wing of the party um, and you know Zayev could be taught as a parrot to repeat some leftist talking points but Tsarovska so far she worked uh, for NGOs which promote uh, legalizing hard drugs, not just marijuana. Wow. Yeah, she would be... Uh, Hira is the name of the, obviously, USAID-funded... Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, the Soros yeah. Needle Exchange mm -hmm. Program, they're mm -hmm. doing the uh, Macedonian equivalent. They would promote, obviously, abortion on demand, and one of her big brags was that uh, they um, slightly liberalized the already very liberal lawn abortion in Macedonia, so they make this look like it was, abortion was banned under Gruevsky, but she's now bringing it back. This is what she thinks would uh, improve her standing with the SDSM base. A vote for a citizen, it's much, more, it's much easier to kill your unborn baby. Yeah, <laughs> much less uh, uh, red tape yeah. in the process. Right. And obviously, you know, the Macedonians are largely rejecting this, so mm -hmm. to make up for the lost votes, they're turning to the not we don't have migrants here because of the nature of the country, but we have, uh, you know, obviously Albanians, other Muslim minorities who have been here uh, from before, and uh, is this misturning to them? And therefore, we have this anti-Semitism issue. Just the same way, you know, the U.S. left, the British left is, uh, you know, developing an anti-Semitism issue by courting the Muslim vote in their countries. Right. Uh, the same thing is happening to SDSM here. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Not a very pretty picture. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, very predictable. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You could, uh, I don't want to say something stupid. Uh, <laughs> well, why don't we, let's say we're about 43. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> why don't we, since I said not a very pretty picture, why don't we yeah. come, okay. come back sure. with honey? honey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, we are, uh, I think, uh, pushing at the uh, time limit for the for this podcast, and also we are kind of low on liquor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to rectify that immediately. <laughs> we have to switch to some something different. Uh, well, uh, we could. Uh, this could be a good moment to to switch to our farmers picks. Absolutely. Well, I think we have a joint. We agreed yep. on a joint farmers pick, um, and as I said, you know, the 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 scene as we have just talked about and. Uh, here in Macedonia is not, quote-unquote, a pretty picture. Mm. But what is a pretty picture is the fact that Honeyland, mm -hmm. uh, a Macedonian production about Macedonia, has just been nominated uh, for Best Documentary and Best Foreign Film uh, by the, uh, and I'm going to get this wrong, is it the Motion Picture? Okay. The Arts and... Oh. Yeah, it's uh, for the uh, for the Oscars in the United <laughs> States. It shows you how much I follow that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I never watch it. Um, but it is the first film since uh, Milcho Manchevsky's Before the Rain yep. to be nominated uh, for an 95. Oscar. 95. 95, right. Yeah. So, but this is nominated in two different categories. Mm -hmm. So, Best Documentary and Best Foreign Feature. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I think that is something that Macedonians can all be proud of. It is a uh, it's a very moving film. I saw it in mm -hmm. in Tucson when it was at one of our uh, indie indie arts theaters. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, it's uh, you know the cinematography is fantastic. The story is wonderful. Um, I, I think it's it's a bit it's a bit bleak, but I think yeah. it kind of fits the fits the um, the overall narrative and landscape of Macedonia. Unfortunately, sometimes uh, granted, uh, if I've already. I already went on uh, Google to to look for examples where people use the the, the phrase North Macedonian. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty. We can always count on them to screw things up. Yeah. Uh, they said North Macedonian film Honeyland nominated yeah, yeah. for. Uh, so thank you to the America. Thank you to Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty <laughs> for squandering American taxpayer money. Uh, yeah, this, this girl from the Sex and the City, uh, the main character, what was her name? Gosh, I have no the idea. actress, she wanted to score some, you know, I, I'm watching artsy movies. Mm -hmm. So she said on Twitter, I, I watched this great movie from Macedonia, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And her mentions exploded. Just Sarah Parker? Uh, yeah. yeah. And she was apologizing to the Greeks. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize all the sensitivities about the name I used. I was, I was supposed to say North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> and there, she just wanted to look like... Sophisticated and refined on Twitter, but <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, she was rudely awakened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but 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 Honeyland. So um, that will be uh, Macedonia's official. Um, uh, well, it's their entry, but nominated now officially as of yeah. today, January thirteenth. Uh, the Academy Awards are in early February. I want to say February think, nine, yeah. but I'm not okay. positive. So. I don't follow this. No, I mean, but if Macedonia does win, that'll be fantastic. It'll yeah. be a good boost for Macedonia. Of course, we'll have to go out correcting sure. everybody saying no, it's just Macedonia. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, that's, I think that's our joint farmers pick. For yeah, this yeah. Episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Yeah, it was a good uh, good cheer when it uh, when we heard the news today in the office. Although some, somebody noted that, well, hey, the first nominated movie was. Uh, for inter-ethnic Macedonian Albanian fighting and feuding over centuries, and now, and now we are uh, nominated in a category with a movie which really makes us, which you know, it's more tragic that it's it's true, it's actually yeah. happening. Like uh, on our drive from where we sit now, that people are harvesting wild honey from wild bees to make a living. Yeah. So it's like this is like almost. Uh, Paleolithic yeah. <laughs> in villages that are empty now. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. It's not all good news, but yeah, it's no. um, interesting enough to uh, get to the Oscars. We lost on the Eurovision contest, we didn't get the Nobel Prize. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but now we are a contender for the Oscars. We're getting closer, we're getting closer. So, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, this, is, uh, this has been a, a, a fun recording, as always, but doubly fun because I'm here in Macedonia. Yep. Uh, and uh, next week we'll be back to, the, back to the grind at the office in Tucson, and mm -hmm. we'll be doing this by... Oh, poor you, <laughs> sitting in the desert sun there in, <laughs> in bleak Tucson, in the office. Oh, you know, it'll, it'll probably be, you know, 23, 24 degrees and sunny outside, mm -hmm. Celsius. Um, White clouds rolling yeah, across exactly. the... Yeah, so, uh, Azure blue skies. Yeah. Hey, get me a job here, I'll come yeah. here, So <laughs> No, you get me a job there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it will be easier in, in the Trump economy. <laughs> there we go, yes. Than in the Zayef economy to find, <laughs> find, you, find me a job. <laughs> well, great. Always good talking to you, Sven. You too, buddy. All right, take yeah, care. Take care.